0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This little light of mine,
1: I'm going to let it shine.
2: This has been Jarofsky show. Two-year anniversary special is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois Indiana the Chicago Federation of Labor and the Chicago Reader Vinny J, take it away
3: Anniversary show time in the Ben Jaroski show and the date we are is Friday February 26 2021 of course but you could be listening to it anytime because this is a podcast as I do with all anniversary show specials of the Ben Jaroski show this, of course, it's the first time we've ever done this, but anyway, let's pretend I do it all the time. I read the headline in the paper that day so you have an idea what people were talking about. You ready for this date? Headline in the Chicago Tribune on February 26, 2021, Friday, February 26, 2021. Ben Jarofsky celebrates second anniversary. Oh my, we made it. <laughs> Dr. D says, We. Oh. <laughs> dr d says not a doctor <laughs> and uh, the story written by uh who wrote it john cass john cass oh, wrote this story wow. i'm sure i'm sure it's uh, all positive <laughs> all good stuff john cass says i am not johnny cash so sick of that joke sorry johnny cass anyway there is no venture show headline. There is a great headline in the uh, Tribune, by the way. But let's give a shout out to Annie Sweeney. Black officers banding together. Annie should have talked about that today's uh, show. We'll get around to it next week. Uh, interesting story about black police officers uh, in the city of Chicago banding together. All right, D. Train roars by. <laughs> this was your vision, your idea, and uh, you set it up. You did all the hard work. Thank you, thank you very much. Oh, so you're welcome. Take you're welcome. it away, young man.
2: Okay. Yes. As we record this, it is Friday, February 26th. But by the time you hear this, or maybe you listen to it the day after, I don't know. But tomorrow, February 27th, is the Ben Jarosky Show podcasts two year anniversary.
3: How are you feeling about two years, Ben? Um, I'm just feeling overwhelmed with emotion. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, it went so fast. I, I you know, uh, the show at the end of the uh, the regular show that we did today, one of our listeners weighed in with a funny line, which which made me smile. I forget which listener it was. I want to give him credit, but I can't remember it. But this podcast began because I got fired uh, at the last radio station that I worked at. The only radio station I worked at. I can't remember the name of the radio station. I put it out of my mind. Well, it was uh, WCPT eight twenty. Really is- Oh yeah, that's yeah. where facts matter. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, they fired you. Yeah, they fired me. They called me in that little office. Come here, son. You're fired. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Then they said, Can I say, can I break this fourth wall? You've in? done it come before. On, You've told it. them before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have told so, them. Yeah, so yeah. So then they said, Tell Dennis to come in. I thought they were gonna fire him too. <laughs> no! They were t- they called him in, they go, son, this is a big opportunity for you. You're probably gonna raise your pay, and give you more responsibilities that we get rid of that hippie freak. And in his credit, this <laughs> man, he was not raised that way. Some parents down in Alton did the right freaking thing. He said, No, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not gonna th- I'm not gonna throw my friend under the bus and then drive over him. And one thing led to another, and he left on his own volition. They didn't fire him. Right, D? Right. They didn't fire yeah, him. Yeah, eventually. They quit. Even gave you- they gave you pizza when you left. Is already Yeah, they right? threw me a pizza party. <laughs> oh, spare no expenses over there. And, <laughs> w, I think the C in WCPT stands for cheap. Just kidding. <laughs> cheap pizza. That is not. <laughs> anyway, now come on. They were very nice. him pizza. I think there was uh, some water. They said, "D, have some water, okay." Uh, anyway, he uh, uh, left, and we hooked up. Back at the Bright One, my beloved Bright One, the Chicago Sun-Times, teaming up with the unions to get us started, and the Chicago Reader, and somehow or other, Dee, two years have gone by. Where has the time gone? So, uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of hard to feel like a a strong sense of nostalgia, Dee, because it's just like... Been a blur, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it seems like we hit the road running in February of 2019, and yeah. we haven't started running, stop running since.
2: Yeah. Speaking of, let's keep running. All right. This is our two year anniversary show, and uh, I had a little idea here. Uh, break the fourth wall. <laughs> our host Ben Jarofsky books every single guest on this program. He'd love to tell you about it. Trust me. All right. <laughs>
3: Hey, here's how you do it, okay?
2: <laughs> if you got time, he'd love to tell you about it. He books every single guest on this program. It's something that he enjoys doing. And, uh, you know, so I said, all right, great. I kind of don't like doing that. So that's awesome. That's very convenient. So uh, yeah. So I said, you know what? Let's switch it a little bit. I have booked guests for this program. Yes, it is true. And Ben Jarofsky has no clue who they are Alright, that's the premise here It's a surprise anniversary uh, podcast I don't know, uh, we'll just see how this goes I don't think we've ever done anything like this before uh, We like to try new stuff here on the Ben Jarofsky Show You know what I mean? So let's, um, let's do this I have, uh, I have a list of guests I think I have four people, possibly uh, That can join us here today So, um, first up any guess by the way Ben of who our first guest can be any guess no
3: well it won't be Jacob Kaplan uh because Jacob was a guest a surprise guest on uh the live show a couple hours ago so i have no idea and i'm not even going to screw it up by guessing someone and not having that person be the one so no i have no idea who you've got lined up is that your final answer <laughs> Yes, that'll be my final answer every
4: time.
2: I'm not going to break on this one. (laughs) All right. I have sent the Google Meet over to our guest. Once again, this is a Ben show anniversary special. Who's going to be on the line? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is just intense, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here we go. Our person is here. Let's find out who it is.
3: <laughs> it's Pat Whalen.
2: Pat, are you there? Young Patrick Whalen. Okay, he's on mute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he's he's the tech braids of the Ben Jarowski show. Young Pat Whalen. Probably enjoy a Buffalo a Little a Buffalo. It's a great picture. Little. It's Buffalo a great picture.
2: Great picture he has there though. Pat, you're yeah, on yeah. mute. You're on mute, buddy.
3: Are you there? Hello. He's a good-looking guy, Pat Whalen. It's a nice picture. Got the big jaw. <laughs> Unfortunately, folks, this just speaks just volumes about the Ben Jarowski show. Pat Whalen is uh, the computer genius that uh, we uh, have employed from time to time. Unmute? Oh, he hung up <laughs> to do our social media. Unfortunately, he does not know how to unmute the mute button. Even I know
2: how to do that. Ah, here, here we go. Here, he here we go. <laughs> Pat
5: Whalen? I'm sorry. Yes, sorry, guys, I'm in Cancun. I got terrible service. <laughs> I mean, is Ted
3: Cruz with you?
5: No, no. He he's back at CPAC on the ancient rune stage. Uh, Do you, you hear about the stage at CPAC? No, I not. It's in the sh- it's in the shape of an ancient rune uh, used by the SS. So just a weird coincidence, oh, Lord. very strange coincidence. I wish it were a joke. Um, so wait, time out. The part about you being in Cancun, is that a joke? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you hear the ice at the bottom of my daiquiri?
3: Okay. No, I can't. I'll take your word at it. Yes. Uh, anyway, no,
5: no, no. They, they told me at the airport, they say, sir, you got to put on a mask. And I said, with all due respect, in the words of Lori Lightfoot, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Young Pat Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, when he's not handling social media for the Ben Jarofsky show, he's a comedian in Chicago and he spends his entire Sundays watching uh, news affairs shows so I don't have to watch them. And then he later tells me what I missed. Because <laughs> I'm sleeping till noon on uh, Sunday, and uh, you get up uh, bright and early. So, Pat, happy anniversary.
5: Happy anniversary to you, Ben. I really I, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I, two years now. <laughs> two years for the show. And in all this time that I've spent with you, gentlemen, I can honestly say you and Dr. D are the best team up since Ray Lopez and Ed Burke, I really think this is just the best alliance. Uh, you guys are the Avengers of podcasting. It's amazing. And you know they must they must have known that it was your anniversary because they got you a present, Ben. Two city council meetings in one week. What do you think of that?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. And Lori Lightfoot was complaining. All, you know yeah she, no yeah. she was okay uh for those who may have missed this obviously you we're not listening to the uh, first part of Ben she show that we did today uh Lori Lightfoot wanted to have the city council uh pass a measure that would enable her uh, to spend uh, I forget how many millions uh in federal COVID relief money and uh, Ed Burke and uh, Raymond Lopez to alderman tag team uh to defer Uh, the matter until today, Friday, from Wednesday, and Lori Leifert was very upset, uh, and she said it was uh, undemocratic for them to do it, even though it was under the rules of the democracy, so I'm not quite sure how it's undemocratic, Uh, but yeah, I got two meetings out of it. Uh, Pat, I I didn't pay any attention to today's meeting because we were doing the show. Did anything uh, significant happen at the meeting? Anybody drop the F-bomb?
5: you got a lot of catching up to do, my friend. Uh, literally right before I hopped on with you guys, uh, Double L was saying to Alderman Lopez, and this is no joke, this literally happened. She was like, Alderman, with all due respect, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> she said, with, with
3: all due respect. You know, nothing good comes after with all due respect when That's it's so uh, Lori Lightfoot and her. Pat, though, a, that really, is this picture. This picture that I can't actually see you, and for some reason, uh, it's just a photo. It's just a photograph of you, but it's an outstanding photograph. <laughs>
5: who a very distinguished well, and handsome in Hollywood. Uh, this is my younger days um, that I, it's so associated with some Google account of which I have many, because um, that's just kind of the guy I am. I like the way it shows the chin line, the jaw line there. So yeah, I thought I'd give that one for you for the anniversary show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I gotta tell you, you know, being being big Hollywood star that I am, Ben, you know, there are more pictures of me on the internet than there are replacements for Mike Madigan. So it's I really have a lot to choose from. I have a lot <laughs> to choose from. I gotta tell you, what a what a what a couple weeks here for your anniversary. I, I tell you yeah. what. You guys gonna open a Springfield office or what? Because I can't keep track of all this stuff. <laughs>
3: uh, yes, the Ben Jarowski show. Springfield office. Don't tease me. Springfield Bureau. Yeah, the Springfield Bureau will have to that means we'd have to hire somebody. Uh, which <laughs> there's not much of a budget on the Ben Jarowski show. We're lucky we get paid. <laughs> uh now pat in honor of our uh two-year anniversary uh i just well first of all before i get to this i want to remind uh folks that uh, pat uh whalen as i said a, a comedian and an actor and if he's the star of the FanDuel commercial uh and so I, i'm going to make a request for you to, to deliver that great line uh from the FanDuel commercial that i always screw up because i turned <laughs> who into what or what no and <laughs> the,
5: the dyslexia can, who what why who no, yeah no there. they're there's a few different versions of uh, you know just like the they had the rule uh, about a meeting in Springfield that you call the Pat Whalen rule. I have the the Ben Jarofsky script of the of the Fanduel commercial. In the in the Fanduel commercial, I say, "Wait, what?" But the Ben Jarofsky remix is who what? <laughs> who what? I, which I like much better. <laughs> and I have, I have put in i put in a request for a sequel to the commercial in which we can use that version
3: uh the pat whalen rule that he's alluding to uh, has to do with this at um at one point i was uh, urging the um uh the house of representatives michael madigan to convene a meeting uh in uh, of the uh, state reps in Springfield, I think it was, and Pat was the one. The, who, well, Ben, the,
5: the speaker, formerly known as Mike Madigan.
3: That that is correct. The speaker, formerly known as Mike Madigan, or Mike Madigan, formerly known as the speaker, uh, and. Um, Uh, Pat uh, pointed out that it was uh, against the rules. No, virtual meeting. I wanted to have a virtual meeting. That's what it was. And Pat Whalen pointed out uh, that it was against the rules uh, to have a virtual meeting. And I just presumed in the arrogance that I have as the older guy in any conversation that I knew all the rules. And who the hell was Pat Whalen to tell me what the rules are? Well, guess what?
5: (laughs) Guess who is right? Pat Whalen? Don't you hate when that happens? I got to say, it's it's pretty rare when I get one over on uh, on Ben Jaroski. But I, I got to say, in all seriousness, it's an anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Ben, you're a goddamn institution. I love you to pieces. I love talking to you about Chicago politics and Chicago political history. I'm always – listeners, I'm always calling him up and saying, hey, did David Orr have a mustache in 84? Like, you know, always <laughs> asking all these stupid questions about details. He's like – dude, what are you talking about? Hey, was council wars on a Wednesday or is set, <laughs> you know, like just stupid stuff like that. Um, but you know, your stuff, man. And I love listening to you. I learn so much every time I talk to you and it's a very happy anniversary. And so in that tradition, I have one more question since Verdoliac was fast Eddie. Can we call Burke slow Eddie? Does that work? Yes. Can we do that. Yes. Uh, Okay, cool. Well, you know,
3: it's uh since you asked me a question about the 1980s uh, political scene in Chicago, I feel compelled to to respond with a 30-minute recitation uh you know me, the 1980s politics, 1970s music, 1980s uh politics uh and 1960s baseball. You know what I'm saying? It's like a and certain decade. 20th century, although I'm really into the 21st century too. Uh, this this pandemic, I cannot wait to get my, uh, my vaccine so I can go back to movies again. But anyway, 21st,
5: uh, one, yeah. Uh,
3: Verdoliak was the real slick uh, guy in front of the camera. He uh, had like a movie star looks, and uh, he was the one that kept the group together. They viewed him as Frank Sinatra. You know, if you think of the the white guys in the city council who rallied around Verdoliak and Burke against Washington, they viewed themselves as like the Rat Pack. Uh, unfortunately, there was nobody resembling Sammy Davis Jr. in uh, that city council Rat Pack. Sammy Davis Jr., of course, is the most, most talented member. I think Pat Whalen will agree with me, of the real Rat Pack. Uh, and so uh, Eddie Verdoliak was their Frank Sinatra, and Ed Burke... I don't know. Do you, Are you familiar with the Rat Pack at all, Pat
5: Whalen? I am very much familiar with the Rat Pack, and I think that's a an apt name for our friends at City Council because I, I if, every other week in the past year or so, I've been putting in calls to streets and sanitation. There's some vermin in City Hall, Pat.
3: <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> this was the original Rat Pack. Uh, so if Frank Sinatra was, the, uh, excuse me, if Eddie Verdoyek was the Frank Sinatra, then Ed Burke would have been the uh, Peter Lawford. Of the uh, Rat fair. Pack That's You know, I'm not quite cool and, yeah, He was kind of in there by marriage
5: ah, Kind of like the fifth beetle kind of thing
3: Yeah, fifth beetle So uh anyway uh But um Verdoliak's long since Gone from the public scene I think he's about ready to either I think he's about to do another stint In the clink He got nailed on another corruption charge But Eddie Burke Indeed. is still here, unfortunately So um Anyway, Pat Whalen, thank you very much for uh, weighing in on my uh, second year anniversary. Calling it, and, and you look very handsome. Yeah, I think you should just take that picture and <laughs> put it on your your head.
2: Oh my weird. God, that was me. Man. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> that was an excellent.
5: That's <laughs> uh, a that's a a headshot. There's a signed copy uh, on on its way to you for an anniversary gift. And James Harrison says hello, but he is, he's working out right now, so he can't talk. Uh, but seriously, Ben, keep it up. The city needs you. We, we all love you, man. And dang it, Dr. D, you, you, you keep it up, too. Because gentlemen, I'll tell you. I don't know which is Ray and which is Ed, but you guys are great. So thanks for having me and happy anniversary.
3: All right, thank you very much, the great Pat Whalen. <clears throat> Good job, D. Very well. Very, very sweet
2: well words from Pat Whalen. Thank you so much. Yes, it is our second year anniversary special, and I am about to reach out to our next guest, a guest Ben doesn't even know who it's going to be. No. Did you, did you think that was going to be Pat Whalen?
3: No. I really had no idea who it was going to be i didn't imagine who it was going to be i I didn't want to say who it could possibly be because then it would be like i don't wasn't that person it wouldn't like be cool to the yeah so no so you're not going to
2: take a guess at who this next one could be
3: uh i would guess it's not pat whalen and it's not jacob kaplan
2: okay (laughs) very true very true it'd be funny if it was just jacob kaplan again hey (laughs) No, I have reached out to our guest. Our guest is here. Our guest has joined us. Our
1: guest is wow. Mark I Sims. I pushed the right buttons for a change.
3: Uh, Mark Sims.
1: Happy anniversary, Ben. Dennis. <laughs> Thank you, sir.
3: Thanks, buddy. You made two uh, years. Two years. Mark Sims, the pride and joy of Finger High School.
1: The pride uh, how does it feel <laughs> to do it, man?
3: Well, you I know, Mark, think you
1: would end up looking at the alley Ben.
3: Yes. I'll be looking at this alley for quite a while, Mark. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, Mark, I think you were a guest within the first month that we did the uh, podcast. You were, of course, a guest when I had the radio show and, uh, you joined, have been about the first month, right? You
1: came I can't into, remember. I can't oh, remember. Mayor Light, he was with Mayor I, I, I Lightfoot. Remember just I just remember reading yes. that in the, in the feeder article that, uh, that the show, your old show was canned. I was horrified. <laughs> then you called me to, eventually to reassure me that you're going to go back on the air.
3: Yes. And you
1: did. And so I'm is coming back on the air. And you did it.
3: Yeah, a, a different kind of air. Oh,
1: don't min- don't mention that show with Lori Lightfoot. I was I, I was just I was just starstruck with Lori no, Lightfoot.
3: That it now that it, uh, uh, Dennis, you're absolutely correct, and so that just shows you how early on uh, Mark came to uh, the podcast. Lori Lightfoot was very much a candidate for mayor of Chicago, and she came on, uh, she came to the Suntime studio. I remember things had changed so much for Lori Lightfoot because Mark, she used to come by uh, the radio show all the time. She really needed publicity. She really needed attention. Of course, we were wide open to her. Come on in, uh, Lori Lightfoot. You're welcome on anytime. She must've been on three or four times. And uh, by the time we did the podcast, of course, uh, she had made it to the uh, runoff round against Tony Perkwinkle to be mayor of Chicago. and so you know, her stature really rose. She didn't need us. You know, oh, look at
1: that, there's a, Good looking young man, Mark I saw, I saw Sims. I had the picture on. I just had the audio on, huh? So yeah. I push the right button. Yeah. I see you guys. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I'm, you know, but I, you, you're you right. But she was, when I saw her, she I felt that she was going to be the next mayor. So I was starstruck.
3: You know, so anyway, so Lori Lightfoot shows up. She's candidate Lightfoot, very close. It was like two weeks later, she would be elected overwhelmingly, Trump's and Tony Parklinco with 75% of the vote. Remember, she had a security detail? There was a couple of cops. It was totally different. The old days would just be Lori Lightfoot would come in the studio, sit down. How are you, Dr. D joking in the set. The other thing, Nope, this was all business. She came in, she sat down. And I think, uh, Mark Sims was the guest Right before her, am I right on that Mark? Was it right, right before it was the her?
1: prior guest?
3: Yeah, and when she came in, I was like, Mark,
1: sit around no, have no, some no, I don't want to sit with the next mayor of Chicago it was her time to shine and she needed and she needed that time. She did the show. And I don't think she's been back since. No, she...
3: <laughs>
1: uh, I, that... she's gonna and Dennis, she's gonna be the next surprise guest, right? Yeah right. Lightfoot.
2: coming up. Here we go. Oh, yeah,
1: Lori Lightfoot. Yay! Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so no,
2: I'll she'll, uh,
1: she'll be back. There's an election coming in the next few years. She, you know what?
3: Uh, Mark Sims has his own uh podcast. And and the reason I know Mark is because for many years he had his own talk show on public access, and I was his guest a couple times. Thank you. You can see, I get a kick out of this. Uh you can still see footage of us on YouTube, much younger. And um, uh, yeah, and so uh, now Mark has his own podcast that he does. And Mark, I think you should invite Lori Lightfoot onto your podcast. What do you think about
1: that? I have, and got no response. <laughs> I'm not mad at her. I want a podcast like Benny J's podcast. See, when I go to Benny J's podcast now, I I can donate, and I gave money. I, I gave. I can't believe I actually given money to the oh. podcast.
3: God bless you, sir. Oh, my goodness.
1: And people love your show. They really should contribute. Go to the website, you know, contribute. Then I get this email today. that They're trying to hit me up for another. uh, I'm not going to tell you the number, but you got a book out, so I got to go buy the book now. Yes, got to buy the book. Somebody come out of my pocket for a worthy cause. The Benny J Podcast.
3: Hell, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for. You should uh, have
1: truckloads of money coming in because people <laughs> love you. They listen every day. They they're sending you thousands of dollars cash. <laughs> you should be able to pay your house off, and Dennis gets a nice big house in Lincoln Park. The money <laughs> should be coming.
3: In. Uh, yeah, Dennis gets that big mansion in Lincoln Park with a swimming pool in the back. That's what. Right we're by
1: Monroe's house.
3: Right by Monroe's house in <laughs> Lincoln Park. Uh, in Lincoln Park, yes. Uh, but uh, no, so Mark Sims, thank you for donating the money that was uncalled. Uh, not necessary. Didn't have to do no, it. No,
1: I'm saying they changed, the, they changed the logo. They changed the website. And they're like, okay, give it up, Mark. I say, <laughs> okay. They gave me three options, though. I'm going to tell you what option I used.
3: I <laughs> guess. Uh, Let me you guess. Wanna get a little money,
1: <laughs> some big money. You know, you can choose, you know, but people should contribute.
3: Mark, it's the thought that counts. That's no, no. It's the
1: money that counts.
3: Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually uh, the money counts. Yeah, it's a new day and age. I, I had a, I put this in the newsletter. Uh, the old day and age is gone, long gone, where you just assume the money's coming in. It's like we have to hustle to pay the bills in a way we didn't have to hustle uh, in the old days. Just a thought of, of like having to um, do the fun play uh, a pledge drive. I was talking to Ken Davis, uh, who's another frequent guest, uh, about designing a, a pledge drive, and uh, so I never thought I would have to do that. But
1: well, the, ad new- agents, the ads, the ads are gone. Digital, everything's gone digital. The world has changed. And when did you start? You, you started in what? eighteen what <laughs> was it? You started write, writing. Uh, I started in eighteen sixty five, and then you started writing for the. Yeah
3: uh I, I, the day after lincoln was
2: assassinated a
1: lot has changed so the so the subscription model is there
3: yeah
2: give it up people Hey, mark uh would you mind if i uh if you stay here while i, I grab our next guest here i th- i think you've talked to no, them I'll, before i'll
1: stick around and, cool. and then you, you've, cu- you just cut the, bu- you've push talked the buttons and get me off to hollywood you, square you've talked with them more.
2: before let's keep you on here let's get uh let's keep the chat going here i just sent an email to our next guest Mark doesn't know who it is. Ben doesn't know know who who it is. is. No one, neither of them know who it is.
3: Ben, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, he's going Lori Lightfoot. (laughs) Ben, any guesses? Uh, I know it's not Mark Sims, Pat Whalen, or Jacob Kaplan, so I have no idea who it is.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Mark, hate to break it to you, not Lori Lightfoot. Uh, We're still waiting, still waiting for our next guest. Let's see, which
3: guest is chronically late? Uh, I got a couple guests in mind, but I'm not going to name any.
1: A, is it a sports
3: figure? <laughs> uh no,
2: not no. a sports politician?
1: figure. Politician?
2: Uh, we we can file this person as a politician.
1: Oh, uh, elected official.
2: I don't know about now.
1: Not current. Not current elected official, no, huh? No. Former. Former elected official?
2: I believe so. I believe so.
1: Ever been convicted?
2: <laughs> okay. I'm not. <laughs> ah, you're taking this to a really <laughs> time weird. I'm in jail. I'm not answering that.
1: It could be Blago, Ben. Blago. <laughs> okay. It's not Blago. Blago.
2: It's not Blago. I promise you, it's not Blago.
1: Blago. 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 All
2: right. Well. We've sent it, people. You are listening to our two. Somebody,
1: somebody. We need somebody fresh out of jail.
3: <laughs> well, Blago would uh, fit that bill, although he's not that fresh anymore. He's been out of jail for. I, I know. Uh, yeah,
1: we, uh, yeah, but hey, we, did you ever have Blago on the uh, in the sh- on the show in no. the past two years?
3: No, I've not, I've I've actually never interviewed Blago. Blago. Yeah, Blago came up through Richard Mell's organization. Blago was, of course, Richard Mell's son or is Richard Mell's son-in-law. And I didn't have the greatest of relations with uh, Alderman Richard Mell, Committee Man Richard Mell. And I'm pretty sure that Richard Mell just said, don't talk to that. Beep, you know. Uh, and so Blago said, fine. So uh, I would call Blago. Was I had a call when he was a state rep. I had a call when he was a congressman. Uh, and I had to call his office, uh, his press office, when he was governor, and at no point did he ever return a call. His press people would call me back uh, when he was governor. But, okay, uh, what, no. what
1: about Rahm Emanuel, the former mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel? Has he been on the show today? No. Guess <laughs> I no. called in. Dude, I, called wish, in. I
2: wish. I well, wish. That would be awesome if that could happen. Just him uh, to show up right there.
1: He's trying I, to get a job and move to China or Japan or something.
3: Yeah, he wants a he's
1: job. He's kind of busy.
3: You know, if he really to wanted to reach out, I mean, his problem right now is with the, the lefty wing of the Democratic Party. So what a better show to come on than try to come clean, you know, just apologize for yeah,
1: concealing copos, the evidence, everybody. you know,
3: of the Laquan McDonald murder, apologize for closing the schools, you know. Why
1: not? Yeah, why not? So, uh, oh, Rahm hasn't been on the show. I'm trying to figure out, hmm, who else could... Who else Hey, a uh, uh, Cass, Johnny Cass, K A S S.
3: That was the joke that we gave <laughs> at the outset. Uh no, Johnny Cass, that's K A S S. Not not to be confused K-A-S-S. with Johnny K-A-S-S. Cash, no. the great singer. If you, you know, had that, Johnny Cash
1: I, on the show, that'd be pretty cool if you man, had him on the great.
3: I, I wish I could have <laughs> the great, the man in black, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Dennis made that joke because uh, if I can't... That can, was can
1: an easy have one, said, Dennis. I could have had to well, because I don't, I don't It don't literally sounded John
3: like Johnny Cash. Cash. He thought I meant... He didn't know he didn't know who Johnny Cash was. I called him Johnny. And no one else calls him Johnny except for me, but... I don't know. He just seems like a Johnny, and uh, so I was referring to some column he wrote—a column by Johnny Cass and Dennis called "Johnny Cash, the singer?" And I go, "No, no." And so from that came a gag that we've used. Uh, a what about
1: times. what about Adam Kinzinger Kinzinger? hes running for governor a- or something. You got me. That's who
3: it
2: is. What
1: about what about Darren Bailey? Didn't didn't he uh, <laughs> your buddy? Didn't he? Uh, he's running they, now, right?
3: Yeah. Yes. He, he's right. he's I heard him make an him.
1: announcement. I said, "What?"
3: Now you could get him on your show. By the way, you sent me I... a text. Did you get Paul Vallis on your show?
1: Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it may happen, but the main it thing may... is, I got, I, I got, I, I got two big guests coming soon. But I can't mention it because when you have big guests, you always think you're going to jinx it. You know what I'm saying?
3: Well, wait, so did I you can... cut the deal with them? And no, and no, book him? he's
1: uh. always he's he's always. He I was think, on I'm, your show back in the day when uh, he was public access. Yeah, I think. But he's been so hard on those teachers union and Lori Lightfoot. I think he's running for mayor. I don't know. Can, I, know. can, I,
3: can I break the fourth wall with Mark? Mark, do I have permission? To, this is something really I, I was really nice of Mark. So Mark has his own show. And like me, he books his own guests. Uh, he doesn't leave it up to his producer to book the guests. He does it himself. <laughs>
1: <What producer? laughs> Jesus okay.
3: You didn't have to
5: say that, man. He's just going to let that go.
3: A yeah. My producer, Billy Bob. And uh, so he said, uh, everybody knows I love Stacey Davis Gates uh, and the Chicago teachers union and Paul Vallis, who has been on my show, by the way, Mark uh, is a big critic of the Chicago teachers union. So Mark, was like I just thought this was so unnecessary but so respectful sent me a text code is, is it okay with you if I have uh Paul Vallis on the show I said back it's a free country
1: no Paul Vallis on to ring the teachers union because they're oh, your to, friends
3: well you know, <laughs> you I know the you are, union. but see this two things one it's a free country people can yeah. say whatever they want uh and two I knew you would rise to the occasion and defend SDG, Stacey Davis-Gates, and the <laughs> teachers union from that honor
1: a assault. No, no, no. I, I could you know, it's a, it's a long story because uh, the big thing is we're in a pandemic, which is real. We're talking politics now. And I think in the country where the cities and towns that don't have a really strong union and don't really care, the kiddies are in school either part-time or full-time. The cities like Chicago with really strong unions, the students are not in school. I, I even think some charter schools are in school now. I think some Catholic schools are in now. So that's the kind of discussion I would like to have. So when you when you when you let's say critique the tr- tr- teachers union, people think you're criticizing the teachers union. And I want to come back on the Benny J Show, so if I criticize the teachers union, you you may tell Dennis, okay, Mark is never allowed, he no. can't, he's off the list.
3: <laughs> that would never happen. If you win Trump on me, that, that that may, I may be like, no, I'm not bringing, uh-uh, you have your own pocket, but no. See, but because I can have a rational discussion with people who critique the Chicago Teachers Union and critical of the Chicago Teachers Union. You think the Chicago Teachers Union should have done whatever Laurie Lightfoot said. I mean, that seems to be Paul Vallis' position. Whatever Laurie Lightfoot says, you do it, shut up and do it. And so I'll, I can accept that as part of our discussion, and I'll come back with my uh, point of view. You come back, it would be a civil thing. You know, I, I have people on the show that I disagree with. So, uh, you know, but that's why I'm saying, like, it, I believe that uh, uh, if Paul Vallis has a legitimate claim against the Chicago Teachers Union to make in terms of, you know, teachers are really afraid about going back to that classroom mark. So if he could, like...
1: No, I understand. When I was on your show, you know, Lori Lightfoot sometimes talks out of both sides of her mouth. She wants (laughs) to close the restaurants, but open up the schools. You know, or, you know, the the schools will be open, but the parks are not open yet, the little playgrounds and stuff. So it's an inconsistent message. And I understand it's a pandemic. Everybody's just shooting from the hip. So my thing is that let's cooler heads prevail. Let's sit down and chit chat and work it out, right? They're going to work it out anyway, right?
3: So, Mark, let me ask you this. Uh you did, when Lori dropped the F bomb the other day, right after uh, <laughs> uh Woman uh, Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez was speaking about Black History Month. Uh I don't know if have you I don't know if you've actually heard. If you were coming on the show, if I knew you would have been the show, I would require you as yeah, part of the show.
1: No, I've been working on my show, but t- I, but I got the gist. Keep going.
3: All right. So she dropped it. Uh and then when it was all said and done. The, as soon as uh, Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez finished her spiel about uh, Black History Month, uh, that's when Lori, under her breath, said, uh, "You got to be fucking kidding me." And uh, and so most people heard it, assumed that she was speaking in regards to what Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez had said, which was this beautiful, moving thing about a celebration of Black History Month and how Latinos should uh, celebrate their uh, uh, their African roots. Right. right. So. Uh, Uh, Lori Lightfoot then sent her a text clarifying as what is clarification that she was not speaking to her when she dropped the F-bomb. She got she was responding to something her staff said. In your humble opinion, Mark Sims, do you think that was an appropriate response to offer a clarification as opposed to an apology for having dropped the F-bomb right after she spoke? Go ahead, Mark Sims.
1: I I don't know what I what I when I hear stories like that, I would love to know what happens uh, behind the scenes Well, you know, cause they'll present stuff in the media or, so I, rather, I rather, I would rather hope that Lori Lightfoot would talk to Alderman one-on-one with all this stuff. And it doesn't even get to the, to the, uh, you know, to the media. Sometimes you have to release stuff to the media, but I want to know what goes on behind the scenes and Lori Lightfoot. Hey, I did meet her once. At the Benny J. Show. Remember that, Dennis? I was there. Yeah, yeah. She's a very, very, she's a real person. She's a nice person. And the thing about Lori Lightfoot, she's a little bitty person. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So she's short. And so she's always had, probably had to be tough and mean. She always had to fight. And I think sometimes she she steps over. It gets she gets overboard with it, which is understandable because she's so. And anybody meet in person, you're like, "Wow, you're you a <laughs> tiny little thing." So I know. I so I I empathize with Lori Lightfoot like when she goes overboard a lot because she has to because no one's gonna respect somebody who's five feet tall unless she's really really tough. You know what I'm saying? So her toughness, you know, gets the best of her sometimes. Yeah. So I always give Lori Lightfoot some slack.
2: And, and what was it you said to her in uh, the studio? uh Habita, habit a right? I think you said.
1: <laughs> Man, I was. Now, the thing about it, she's going to be mayor of Chicago. Remember, yeah. i never been that. I, I think I was. i never been close to it. Well, she wasn't mayor then. But you know what I'm saying, though? See, you've seen famous people all the time, Dennis. You don't get starstruck. I get uh, starstruck when I meet famous people. You see them all the time. No big deal. But the no. first time is always cool. Like Ben. Like being is being not starstruck by by celebrities and politicians, are you?
3: Well, uh, not really. Uh, but in this particular case, uh, I can understand it because, like I said, Lori Lightfoot had just uh, won the uh, the right to be in the runoff, and everybody considered her the next mayor. And it was something about the security detail. I think that added to it, Mark, you know, the, there was uh, i think there were two security guards there and that just gave that sense of this person's important. Uh, and, uh, that this is just not a casual moment in the studio and all of a sudden, and they all came in, this is so pre pandemic Mark, it was you, me and Dennis in that, uh, relatively small space. With the, which was the old studio, and then here comes Lori Lightfoot, here comes the security guards, I think she had a press handler too, you know what I'm saying? And she brought a crew with her, and then Mark just got up and... I, go, see, I right was up.
1: on the show, and I was like, she was probably like, get this mother off the show! It's my turn, this is my show now, <laughs> who is this Mark Sims? Get the <laughs> on the damn studio. No. no, no, she. I think she was very nice, but I'm saying, you know, like you said, she comes in with the the her people. I'm like, okay, well, you got people here, and she's going to be the next mayor. I think she. I, I should have, you know, relinquished my uh, time on the microphone, which I did, and and, and I was babbling and see, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of fun though. It's, it's your show, whether you're in the studio or we're doing these Zoom things now. It's always fun. Hopefully the listeners love it. Hopefully they come off the cash and contribute so Dennis can have, buy that big house. And uh, probably, in uh Logan, maybe a little uh, a regular house by like Logan Square. Not far from the mayor's house. Yeah. yeah Logan, <laughs> Logan Square. I, th- I think uh, Dennis is more Logan Square than Lincoln Park. He's you know kind of I'm a saying?
3: hipster. Yeah, he's kind of a hipster guy. Yeah,
2: not even Bucktown.
1: Uh, I put you in Logan Square. Oh, okay.
3: Put me right in
1: there. Right All in, right. right. My, not far from the mayor's house. Yeah, get off the blue line and let me sweep.
3: All right, very good. Yeah, Mark Sims, oh. and uh, thank you for stopping by. I don't know what happened to the next guest, D. We have a... Well, the next uh, guest I, have, coming. I have
2: one in mind here. Mark, thank you so much. And, dude, you're awesome. Yeah, go on. Uh,
3: Congratulations. Oh. Thank you very much, Mark Sims. Thank
1: See you. you thank the great you.
3: work, guys.
2: <laughs> there Jeez. he goes, Mark Sims. Uh, we're going to do a phone call. How about that? You ready for this? All right. Yes. All right. Who will the guest be? Who? Who could it be? We call our next guest. Who could it be? Bennett? Oh, Samina Mustafa?
3: <laughs> Is that Samina?
0: Oh my God! You got me live right away, Dennis.
2: Yeah, well, we're not live. We're not live. We're just recording. Yes.
0: Okay.
3: So <laughs> it's me, to Mustafa. It's a, it's a surprise. It's a, is, a surprise.
0: It is, it is I. It is I. All the way from Los Angeles.
3: I thought
2: I heard a puka oh. shell necklace on you.
0: Yeah. No, the, no, that was you heard me composting, Dennis. Don't be confused.
2: Oh, okay. I'm
0: composting. I'm composting. <laughs> So, happy anniversary.
3: Yes, thank you, Samina. And, um, uh, you know, we, it's, oh my goodness, it's Samina Mustafa. And Samina, uh, I, I'm going to shatter the fourth wall again to talk about you because uh, you came on my own sh- This show, the, the joke we've been making, uh, the yeah. second year anniversary is actually the second year uh, <laughs> since I got fired, right? So, yeah. and yeah. I remember in that uh, middle of that that phase in between getting fired and getting this podcast, bumping into you outside the social Library. Remember that?
0: <laughs> yes, yes,
3: yeah. Uh, That's like that moment because I should have been on the air. You know, I think I wrote about this. Uh, I know, and where, you were uh, so
0: you were. I think you were trying to like pretend like you read really pollutant books. <laughs> And you no, just I'm were reading on. like pulp you were reading pulp fiction. And that was the true the true Ben Jarovsky. But I just wanna like also stress like and you know this, today is also the two year anniversary of the beginning of the Tony versus Lori showdown. Yeah. Um, because it was the Chicago mayoral primary. That yeah. that changed everything. <laughs>
3: Yes, was it that that, was, um, that is correct. Wow. It's all, all these parallels because our first show, I think our first show was the day after you're right. The primary, uh, excuse me, round one. And uh, right. so Samina, let's yes. have you reveal. Who did you vote for in that first round for mayor of the city of Chicago?
0: You know, I voted for Tony. I know. I know. Don't be disappointed, but I did vote for Tony. Uh there were some there were some interesting candidates on that first round. Bill Daly was never on my list. <laughs> but um I voted for Tony the first round. And I voted for Tony yeah. the second round. But uh it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't uh she was like let me be clear. That uh that election reminded me a lot of what happened in the Presidential election, Democratic primary. It's a lot of same, a lot of the same field.
3: What do you mean by that?
0: Well, just we had, you know, we kind of went into it thinking this was going to be a big opportunity for a change um, yeah. with Rom out of the way, and that there was an opportunity to really bring a fresh. Um, and truly committed uh, to change like a voice that was truly committed to change and um and yet here we are
3: yeah i uh i'll I'll avoid going into uh some more criticism <laughs> of lori life but i i've been very critical you mean your girl
0: your girl lori yeah
3: <laughs> i know i know and and uh i'm going to have to address this in a column at some point i voted for it twice And I've been uh, very disappointed uh, over the last month in particular. You know, I give her a benefit of the doubt for a lot of things because the pandemic came out of nowhere, obviously. And uh, so it's really hard to know what kind of mayor she would be if she had the freedom of uh, not having to deal with the pandemic. But uh, the Anjanette Young, I don't know if you've got to follow that from uh, L.A., but the whole way she Oh, no, no,
0: that was national. (laughs) Just, Just so you know, that made national news. Yeah, that made sense.
3: Okay. Yeah. We talked about it so much in the show. And so uh, it's, and just, just the the way she handled the, te- with the teachers going back uh, to work and just the threats and just t- trying to be so tough all the time. And I don't have my issues with uh, Lori Lightfoot for, for the last definitely the last month. Or two. I've lost track of time, Sabina. So, um, I think that the next time you come on the show, we may de- take a deep dive on, uh, on Lori Lightfoot, although you're now our correspondent in California. So I'll be expecting updates on the, uh, bef- the be- before, before Yes. The recall. Are you going to sign a petition to recall Gavin Newsom? Go.
0: No. And you know what? Uh, let me just be clear. We're, uh, I am i am in a neighborhood that's in eastern eastern part of Los Angeles that is um you know not unlike the neighborhood we lived in in Chicago then, and so it's not it's not going to be a Newsom new summary called neighborhood. Let me just put it that way mm-hmm. it's that's not the area, so I have not even seen a single person collecting signatures for that purpose, so and I don't think I'm going to, but you know anything is possible.
3: Well, I don't think it's actually going to make the ballot. Uh, I was just reading about this. They still have uh, several hundred thousand to go. And of course, yeah, they're not
0: saying, even they're not even able to. I mean, talk about uh, signature verification! like they're they're not even able to kind of uh, verify everything they get. So I don't know. Yeah, uh,
3: And it's interesting. Uh, I'll just say this the interesting um, nimbleness of Republicans. When it came to Pennsylvania legislators uh, changing the law so that uh, it would be easier for voters to vote in the middle of a pandemic, Republicans were outraged. They said it showed they're changing the rules in the middle of the game, they're moving the goalposts, and they took it all the way to the Supreme Court. When it came to California and their effort to get the signatures, uh, to put a referendum on the ballot, to remove gavin newsom they sought an extension they changed the rules so it's a typical thing with the republicans say one thing do something else
0: oh this whole time when the right after the election one one group in one state saying stop counting uh another (laughs) count every vote here's the like bringing it back to media and and your favorite um Mm ex-president Um, they keep looking for someone else who's going to fill that void um, because somehow they haven't gotten enough. They're trying to make this woman in Georgia the thing. Um, and so they're going to someone actually tweeted it. They said they're, they're going to cover her all the way to the nomination. I don't think she's uh-huh. going to become president, but I'm just saying you you give that much oxygen to someone that's toxic and it, it normalizes them.
3: Did you not use your name on purpose, or you just couldn't remember it?
0: Uh, it's it's uh, it's intentional. Do not okay. give her oxygen. She is. I see. Okay. A po- she is a poison. It's a poison.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right, Samina, so we're gonna to have to let you go. Our final guest is here to uh, wish me happy birthday. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and, we'll be and we and real we soon.
0: we first met we first met at uh, W Chicago Political Trash, whatever that, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that. I finally came up with the right acronym. So yeah, uh, so good. congratulations, and here's to you being on the air as long as madigan uh was running the democratic party of (laughs) illinois so
3: there you go 50 (laughs) years all right thank you very much samina
0: okay right thank you all right have fun thanks dennis all right yeah sure the
3: great Uh, samina mustafa 50 years
2: 50 years will be 130 years old that'll be great
3: (laughs) i'll be in my hundreds my next guest from south bend indiana yes (laughs) it is our final guest it is Henry Davis
2: Jr. What's up, buddy?
4: What, what's going on, what, What's going on, man?
3: <laughs> Happy birthday,
2: Henry.
4: What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, what, hey, man, what's going on, man? <laughs> Happy B-Day, brother.
3: Yes, sir. It's uh, two years, man. Dennis uh, set this up. I had no idea who he was going to... Uh, uh, to bring on, and uh, I saw
2: well, you. You knew it f- had
4: to be me. You <laughs> didn't had to know Elf was coming, man. I'm coming.
3: You're the closer.
4: <laughs> I, I got to come, man, yeah. I got to knock it out the park. It's over with.
3: So, uh, our <laughs> folks, uh, Henry Davis uh, is actually, for what it's worth, I'm just be- speaking factually, the number one downloaded segment. Really? Uh, in the you? Yes. When you and your sister came on, so I messed
4: that dude. So I messed that dude's career up.
3: Yes, yes, <laughs> that dude would be. A, <laughs> what <laughs> Henry Davis is uh, a councilman uh, in South Bend, uh, Indiana, and he's very critical of a certain mayor Pete, who is the mayor of South Bend. No, I tell the and, truth.
4: I tell the truth, not critical. I told the truth.
3: Okay, let's. Let, we could change that on the podcast. We could edit that out. He's a truth speaker. So he came on the show. I didn't even know Henry. I, I, Henry, I had I, I never met you. I knew your sister. Let's let the cat out of the bag, Stacey Davis Gates. Uh, and that's my so, sister? yes, and so remember how she came the first time, like just to make sure everything was okay. Stacey, yeah,
4: she, she, that's my big sister. She always defended me, man. Yeah, uh, and I can't get away from it. I'm 41 years old, and she still does it.
3: She's still looking out for baby brother. Yeah, but, man. But after a while, I, I, last time I said, "Stacy, you want to come on with Henry?" No,
1: <laughs> he let him do. It.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, uh, and uh, Henry's been on several times since. So uh, thoughts about Mayor Pete? Have you has he reached out to you lately, Henry? Has he uh, since he got to be the head of the transportation? In the, in the Biden administration?
4: So this is what we're going to do today. <laughs> this, is what, <laughs> this is what we're going to do today, man. You just, just <laughs> got to ask. I, I, you know that man has not reached out to me. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to talk a few seconds ago about how that's the most uh, downloaded show that you ever had. So you know that he's not pretty. He's not a fan of mine.
3: <laughs> yeah. So they somebody- hurt him. It did hurt him. Uh, I'm not crying over it. I mean, he's done well with his career since then. So uh, maybe he learned from it. You know, the 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 theme of that show was that uh, at the very least he was not listening uh, to black people in South Bend, and at the very worst he was passively aggressive, aggressively hostile to them. Okay, so you take so he should have learned from that.
4: You know, he should have. Yeah, he should have learned from it. But you know what's really interesting is that. The newspaper has been very critical now of the finances in this city. There was a city survey that went out to city residents, and those that survey came back um, with a very negative uh, uh response from residents about satisfactory city services and the route that they thought the city was headed and you know that 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 survey so you have like this 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 new thing now in front of us. And the truth is that people are really unsatisfied, like they are, like, pissed. And so how do you go from South Bend being this beacon of light, uh, beacon of hope, and the, the turnaround city and, you know, we're on a new normal of greatness, and then within a few months, the bottom falls out. And so... Thank God the Tribune and the, the media around here is finally uh, writing a story about it, but I wish they would have wrote a story about it, you know, four or five years ago because that was the same truth. So guess
3: It's a similar thing in Chicago, uh, uh, Henry, where like the, the corporate leadership of the town, the civic leadership of the town, the media leadership of the town, they all want to rally around one person. It's almost like part of a larger campaign to put the best spin possible on on where that city's at. I saw that happen in Chicago. This goes back to days when you were still in high school with Mayor Daley. Everybody rallied around Mayor Daley, all the powers that be rallied around Mayor Daley to make it seem like he was the only person who could lead Chicago into the next century. He was like the sun rose and set on Mayor Daley. That was everybody. Like he, was only,
4: he was the only person that could do anything. And he yeah. couldn't do anything wrong. Yes. Yeah. And,
3: I, and, 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 and part of that was to deter anybody from running against
4: him. Right. Right. But they had no chance. So you don't, you, you don't even know how the media knows how to get in bed or the candidate knows how to get in bed with the media. I don't understand that game. I don't know if that's a high-dollar stakes game or is that a favor game, um, but it, it happens, and I, I've been um, obviously privy to it here in South Bend and obviously with your history lesson there about the daily. It's yeah, pretty different. And, uh,
3: and I'll tell you this. Uh, the media was doing it with Rom too. Uh, yeah, and let's he, just was take get, some- he
4: was getting there until he, like, really fouled up.
3: The first was break
4: there too. Yeah. was
3: Karen Lewis. Karen Lewis was the first break because she stood up to Mayor Rahm in 2012, leading the teachers union. And uh, it was like people woke up. Wow. The world's not going to come to an end if you object to the all powerful mayor, you know, and uh, that was the first step. So. um, Much thanks to Karen Lewis for that. What's what's the the stakes in uh, Indiana, uh, Henry, for the Democratic Party? Any chance that the Democrats are going to make any kind of statewide revival in Indiana? Um, no,
4: it looks like that they're getting in bed with the uh, Republican supermajority. Uh, we had a, a state senator that's, that represents my area, our area here in northern Indiana, and he thought it was okay to uh, help sell off a school from our school district to, um, well, it wasn't a sell-off, but he you know, helped force them out. And so they are what they call de-annexing and being unnexed by another school corporation just south of town. And so, obviously, that pulls away of our tax base. It kills jobs. Um, it depletes property value. And then you get into the discussion about that particular property, but there are two more that the school corporation just uh, closed this past Monday. And then there's like two more they're talking about consolidating and which will leave, you know, two buildings empty. I don't know what these people got going on. I I think that there's a lot of deranged behavior here and, um, it's not sobering. It's, it's, um, it's very challenging to sit in the room with people who refuse to listen to facts, um, who choose to show up with, you know, not enough information to decide whether this should happen or not. Um, it's it's um, really a sign of the times, and it's scary because you're talking to these people, and what you're talking to them about is textbook. It's not emotion. It's not anything that is not uh, unsupported. You're talking about things that are supported, and it's historical, <laughs> and, and, and it's true. It's factual. And they are looking like they are going against the grain. I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats. I, I'm not. I heard what you said earlier, but it's Republicans and Democrats, and it's 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 outrageous. What's
3: their motivation?
4: I don't know. <laughs> if I did, I won't be able to play on it. I do not know what their motivation is. I wish I did know what their motivation is. Like I said, I'll be a little bit more successful at my efforts, but. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those conversations that you just, you're arguing with people whether water is wet or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's one of those discussions. is like, yeah. yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: A, a water is wet argument. I've been in a few of those.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, how do you, like, have that argument? How do you talk? <laughs> how do you have that discussion? Yeah. And... Uh, and and that appears to be priority at this point.
3: All right. Well, I was hoping that there was a chance that uh, the Democratic Party might take hold in Indiana. Uh, but apparently, uh, that's a real pipe dream. Is, uh, well,
4: they, they should want to. But we're, we're right now, we're dealing with the leadership thing. And so, we're looking at having a new Democratic chair for the state of Indiana. Now check this one out. You'll love this. <laughs> You'll <will> love this. <laughs> they got one of the guys that are running, that's running for that post, happens to be Pete Buttigieg's uh, uh, campaign manager when he ran for mayor here the first time, and I think he had a lot to do with his presidential campaign as well. Mm. And so they're they're sending him back home, where he has pr- really never left, but he's here in South Bend. And he's trying to run for the state party chair, which I, hey, man, I, I it just gets crazier and crazier, you so, know?
3: Let me guess. Has he reached out to you this candidate?
4: <laughs> I can't stop him from calling me, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, this is my advice. I, I'm going to give some advice, which, as I always say, you're free not to listen to because no one takes my advice anyway. Um, but it's this if Pete Buttigieg had trouble with Henry Davis for whatever reason, and Henry Davis is a, a duly elected official in South Bend, yeah, I, reach out. I don't know, reach out, reach out to the man. I'm talking to him right now. He's a great guy. Okay. He's not going to bite you. He's not going to hit you. You know, it
4: gets worse than that. You know, um, And this is the thing that I just don't understand, how you keep doubling down on things that people don't want. Um, There is also, you know, this idea that he obviously feels like he can win. They feel like they can win. Indiana said hell no to Pete Buttigieg as far as statewide and and as far as, you know, uh, this presidential thing. They said hell no to a lot of stuff. They said hell yes to Trump. We know what Trump represents. Why would you come back with this idea of the democratic party being what America rejected for the state of Indiana? Mm -hmm. It it, it defies logic and I don't understand why you keep doubling down on these, these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I don't know if the the party itself is going to recover anytime soon. I hope that we do. Uh, but Indiana is a is a deep red state and yeah. and that's the truth. That's the truth. And it's been it like is. that since, since Evan by maybe. Yeah. Was he I think he was the last what, uh blue governor? I
3: think yeah. He,
4: well no no that's not that's not true 'cause Barack turned to blue.
3: I was just gonna say Barack Obama won Indiana two thousand and eight. Yeah. Uh, And of course he lost in 2012 and uh, Trump won the last two Democrats didn't really contest Indiana uh, in the last election, but I know that there has been a tradition of democratic politics in the state of Indiana and that, and you know, uh, a Democrat from Indiana was running for president. I was just thinking that maybe they would try to learn from their mistakes uh, and reach out to the Democrats that they've alienated so they could build their, a base of support. I'm a little disappointed to realize <laughs> that they haven't done it. So,
4: Well, they refuse to. And now it's the discussion now because we're in the midst of selecting a new party chair here locally. And so my phone is ringing a lot more about support this person or don't support this person. You know, that, that discussion. Uh, which is natural. Uh, but My discussion with, you know, these people who are running for office is the fact that you have ignored the black vote, and you have not only ignored it, you have treated the people who are black and also Latino, and let's not forget the people who are poor, so that's across the board, you have treated them, which is their backbone, you have treated them like they don't exist or they are invisible after the election. And I said, you guys cannot survive treating people this way and not only that you can't survive treating me as if I don't belong or you I shouldn't participate when these people keep putting me in office so my voice grows stronger your party grows weaker what do we have at that point you know I mean it's just simple things I don't want that much I want something but I'm not trying to like walk around here like Mary Daly was or like Pete Buttigieg was. That's not that's not what I want to do. That that that's too expensive. But I you know, they don't have to give people their just due. And they shouldn't like take these people's votes, their money and their time for granted. Hmm. Especially the voters. Especially the voters that make sure that you maintain uh, some type of file and rank within the uh the the electoral process here in South Bend or St. Joseph County.
3: But speaking of which I'm gonna have, I'm gonna get uh, my shots. I've been living in this house. I've been <laughs> trapped in this attic. And I wanna, I said this to somebody else, to another guest on the show. I wanna, I wanna do a remote. I wanna do a remote in South Bend. I wanna come to you.
4: Well, make sure you, you take a shower before you come down. You say you're <laughs> stuck in-
3: <laughs> I take a shower at least once a week. Now, that is just just, let's get that out there, okay? <laughs> i even take a shower once a week during the pandemic let's do a show uh you know south Bend, obviously i don't know uh and uh we can line up some guests it may at, i don't know wherever you think it would be appropriate but i really want to do that i was talking Come to on now.
4: i'll take care of you
3: i know you will i know your dad will be there it'll be a, a blast but I gotta get these shots, Henry. I'm not going anywhere till I get my shots.
4: Well, it's taking so long. I mean, you meet the you you meet the age requirement, don't you? Yes, I do.
3: I'm so <laughs> over the over age. The for, the, What's
4: the problem? What's the problem? The,
3: the problem is capitalism. If you get me going on it, the problem is that somehow or do other, it a shot. I can't get. I keep text uh, going into the uh, computer. I can, nope, no shots, no shots Other people are getting it. for some reason I can't get it I'm starting to think it's personal
4: All this <laughs> It may be you know? like that It may be, unfortunately
3: it, You know For giving attention to uh, people like Henry Davis, I'm getting the payback Now I can't get a shot But my time will come, I know it's just a matter of time I'm going to be patient My wife uh, made an appointment She got hers, so uh, I just think it's a matter of time and then we'll get it done. I'm hoping by uh, May. You know,
4: okay,
3: I'll be around. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully. All right, Henry. Thanks for weighing in. Happy birthday, happy second year birthday to me. Absolutely, and we'll talk- happy birthday. All
4: right, <laughs> take care, Henry. Good talking hey, to you. You gentlemen, take care as well. God bless you.
3: The great Henry Davis. There we go. Hey. Well done, Dennis. Well, well, I got to give you credit. They were four of my favorite people. That was fun, right? Got Samina, yeah. Uh, Samina Mustafa, um, she ran for, I always tease her, I call her the uh, AOC of Chicago. She ran for Congress in uh, 2018. That's how I met her, and she's been a good friend of the show ever since. I don't so know. well done, young man. I say we do more of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm serious about taking these remotes. Never get out of this house. Would love to do. I would love to go to South Bend and do a remote in South Bend, somewhere different, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, want to thank Henry Davis, Mark, yeah. Sims, Henry. Mark, Rayleigh, Mark, 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 Pat, William Mustafa, and of course Doctor D, the man, the myth, the legend who said, you know what? I could book guests, too. And he proved it. (laughs) He could book guests, (laughs) too. Did an outstanding job. Thank you, one and all. It's two years. Onward and upwards, ladies and gentlemen. Take care.
5: I want an answer. I want an answer. It's not something to ignore. I think you're 100% Full of shit is what I think. If you think we want to fuck you then.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.